Hello, you're listening to Bricks and Mortar with Sarah Jackman. Today I'm speaking to Stephen Cronin and Killian Doyle, founders of Kimberlite, a Dublin-based acquisition and development management company. Both are UCEM alumni and have a long established working relationship, which has been a feature of their respective career journeys. Good afternoon, both. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're going to have a, a little look at your careers in real estate. And I know that that relationship between the two of you has been quite pivotal at, at various points and obviously led you to where you are now in, in terms of setting up your own company earlier on this year. Tell me a little bit about how you both first got interested in real estate as a profession. Firstly, Sarah, uh, thanks very much for having us on today. I suppose we both have our different stories about how we arrived in in real estate and, and how we both had an interest in it. And I suppose with myself, it was probably something that I always had an interest in through school. And I always had an interest, even if it was just out for a walk, if, if there was a house up for sale or anything like that, I, it would always grab my eye. And it was always just something that I wanted to read about, wanted to hear more about. And, you know, I always had an interest in it. And work experience and school at the age of 15, 16. Large estate agencies were the places where I would have sent out my CV at the time, looking to, to spend a week in and see how, how it all worked. And so when I left school then, we were in the middle of, of I suppose, just after the global financial crisis. And at the time, there was so little activity going on in, in the real estate industry. And I suppose it was going through a period of, of hardship that I just decided go and do engineering and it was probably a better base degree to do and I could just go on then to whatever after that and see see what I want to do so that's that's what I did and I suppose when I studied engineering there's certain people you'll always half the people in the class absolutely loved it and loved going in every day and another half people in the class were just it was a means to an end and I suppose I was in the means to the end side but learned a huge amount from it uh, so looking back on it now I think I, I wouldn't change it and then when I came out, I was lucky enough to get an internship in real estate and it just kind of took off from there. And I, I never really worked in engineering. I just worked in, in real estate through a number of different jobs and, and ended up going back studying part time. And that's kind of how I, I ended up in it. Killian, how about you? What was your journey into real estate? It's actually quite similar to Stephen's, I suppose. I would have, again, been very interested in property from an early age. And during school, as Stephen mentioned, you'd have work experience you know around the age of 16 I would have gone into agencies and you know really liked to, to kind of understand how it all works but yeah again as Stephen said that um when the crash happened you know property just wasn't really there as a industry for employment for me anyway so then I had to kind of figure out what I was going to do um, and I ultimately went the safe route and I did accountancy which is obviously quite different than real estate and I, I went to university for four years to do accountancy I think by year two, I knew I wasn't going to be an accountant. It just wasn't for me, but uh, I you know, stayed the course and uh, I, I finished up in the university there. And from there, I, I went into banking. So it was very much real estate backed banking in Ireland. I got an internship with KBC Bank, a Dutch bank um, operating here in, in Ireland. And I worked there for, for a year or so. And then I moved into um, a few other banks here in Dublin. So. I knew I'd come back to real estate. It just needed to, to get there, I suppose. And, and as the economy started to take off, you know, real estate became, I suppose, back at the forefront of people's minds again, which obviously opportunities arose from that. So from there, I, I was able to, I suppose, pivot into working in, in Lone Star, obviously a real estate fund 
And I started to get more ingrained on the property side and the financial modeling and portfolio management. So it was a really good kind of mix. So I'd come back into property from a different angle than I was expecting to go in when I was, I suppose, 16. I wasn't thinking about cash flows and all that kind of stuff, you know, but I ended up coming back in on the other side, I suppose, which is different to Stephen because he would have been more agency. And then from there, obviously, you went into Quintain and, and, and that was really kind of getting back fully to real estate. But again, with the foundation of my modeling and portfolio management and financial skill set, it's quite different. It was just kind of interesting. I suppose the two of us both had very similar experiences where we both wanted to go into real estate early, but obviously uh, factors outside our control kind of stopped that. And then ultimately we kind of circled back and got into it, but we come at, at it from different angles, which is yeah. which is great. We're not doing the same thing. Uh, so we both bring kind of unique bits to the table. And, is, and you can see, I, I think a lot of people in the Irish market from around our generation, very similar thing has happened. Like I even see people that I recognize from school on, on LinkedIn and things like that are now seem to be coming back into the real estate industry because it just when we when we left, there was no industry there at the time. So uh, it's great that it's it's come back and obviously it's fantastic that there's so many people coming back into the industry. One feature of the system in Ireland is that you do need a licence to practice certain professions within the industry. Tell us a little bit about what that licence is and, and what you need to do to achieve that. In Ireland, I suppose pre-2008, anyone can practice as a property agent as a sales or letting or acquisition agent and there was no regulations around it there was no qualifications for it so you could go and study it but after 2008 I suppose there was a huge amount of money pouring into the market there was probably a you know a lot of people who suffered as well when values and sub drops so there was a change to legislation then and it came about that property service regulatory authority was was formed and as part of that, they brought in a, a license that you must have to be able to uh, sell or lease uh, land. And then there's also another one for property management. So th- there was a couple of options at the time. Obviously, if you were somebody who'd been a longstanding person working in the industry, you could qualify for a license under that. But if you were somebody new coming into the industry, you had to as was obtain a higher certificate in auctioneering or real estate to qualify for that. And again, it was just to make sure that everyone had a, a solid foundation going into the industry. Everyone understood as was the, the laws that, that must be abided by in this industry and understood how to deal with clients' monies, et cetera, et cetera. And that's kind of was brought in and, and now as was that is now the, the regulatory body for, for real estate in, in Ireland. So you both reached a point then, I know, where you circled back into real estate and you're obviously enjoying working within the profession. You then decided to upskill and and to go back into academia, albeit alongside the working day. Tell me a little bit about your next steps in terms of qualification. Exactly. As you said there, we kind of individually, I suppose, had to think about upskilling especially for me I think the real point of it was that I had as well as I had a qualification for the accountancy I'd worked you know in, in finance and, and real estate finance but I didn't have anything on paper is, is what I, I thought I was missing and if I really wanted to kind of progress further in real estate I, I really felt like I needed to have something to point to as well along with the experience I just felt like it would be a nice kind of hat tip I suppose to have that and that's really where I came to it 
I did two years in UCM, which is brilliant. It's just a great way to to upscale while working, which was which is fantastic. Killian could have just told you I, I sold it to him all along to come to come uh, do the masters with us because I had this big vision for us to go working oh, together. He's not he's not going to admit that though. <laughs> but um, he's just needed me to all the financial modeling for his uh, course. <laughs> um, I was kind of similar to Killian very much. Obviously had the base in engineering and working in Lone Star was it was their time in Ireland was only for a certain period of time. They'd obviously bought up a, a large amount of non-performing loan books in the country and the plan was to uh, sell them the, the properties down individually. So for me working in there I got a huge amount of experience over a number of years and I said because I was di- working directly for the owner of those properties you don't need a license to work on the sale. So we would have actually been appointing sales agents to sell those on our behalf. So when that was coming to an end. I quickly realised, look, I, I need to get out and, and spread my wings a bit here. And to, for me to get into real estate and agency world and the, the service world, I had to go and, and study to get my licence. So I had been looking at a course in, in Dublin, where it was the vast majority of the Irish market would study. And then I came across, um, so a, a colleague of mine, Isabel, who'd be kind of a, a mentor to me over the years, she'd actually studied before in, in Reading. And uh, so I'd recommended, look, you have to have a look at these courses. And I ended up having a look at their online courses. And it just kind of, you know, it just made sense to me. And it made sense, especially when you're trying to balance it with life to go and do it. And, and that's how that came about. And it allowed me then to, to go working with, with Savills as well. So you studied then for a couple of years on a remote part-time basis. Tell me a little bit about how you found studying in that way. I think at the time it was obviously quite new to to both of us because I suppose, well, especially even in Ireland, because any kind of education I got before was very much in class. It's not remote. So I was kind of curious about it, but it also made a lot of sense because the other course that Stephen mentioned in Dublin, I think it needed like a few hours a week in class and lectures, which is obviously quite difficult to do if you're working, you know, or working in a high pressure situation, you know, uh, industry or even with a high pressure uh, employer. So having that kind of flexibility that you can, all right, there's a there's a lecture tonight, I can't make that, but I can catch up tomorrow because it's recorded. I think that's brilliant. And to be able to go back and watch that lecture. And like, I know from being in college previously when I was in class, Sometimes you might misunderstand something in a lecture and that's all you have and you run with it, where at least if it's recorded, you can always go back and, and rewatch the lecture, which is obviously great for exam time and for assignments. It was just, I, I found it brilliant, to be honest, like it was, it was great. So if you had a big project in work, you can kind of park college for a few days or a week and then you'd, you'd really go into it the weekend and the following week. So you could catch up, you could you know, peaks and troughs with the studying, which I found yeah, and, and brilliant. There was no doubt about it. Like the biggest worry when when I was deciding to go with the course was that it's, you know, it's all remote and you know, how will I deal with that? Both, you know, how will I stay motivated? How will I, you know, deal with if I have issues with it? How do I, you know, have contact with the, the lecturers and the mentors? and and I suppose like that, it's, you know, I suppose one thing I remember, because I remember in college, back when I was in university for the first time, because you had to be in class or somebody would recognise that you're not in class would actually maybe have add a bit of pressure for you to be there. So you're kind of saying to yourself, 
you're probably a bit worried at the outset, but I have to say like that, it, it couldn't have worked out any better. And we even were, both of us were at a lunch and learn last week and one of the attendees at it had brought along a graduate that just started working for them. I coming from actually a very similar background, mm-hmm. Killian, just after finishing an accountancy and business uh, degree and, and was now looking to get into real estate. And, you know, they were looking at REITs to get into the master's and we were very much reach out to us and would meet you for a coffee and recommend you because I do think it's a fantastic way to learn remotely and it opens your eyes up to as well you're not just solely looking at the Irish market the UCM course it focuses on you know maybe more global uh, ideas and it's definitely so up to date as well the lecturers are working in the industry um, so it was, uh, it was it was fantastic and it was engaging and the, the key thing was is actually you were actively learning take something from a lecture and the next day you'd see it in operation in work and you'd you'd be sitting in the room and going maybe for the first time actually because you're only you know you're only getting to the stage of coming out of being your first few years of work maybe the first time you might be actually saying to yourself well actually I think I'm the only person in the room that knows the answer to this question and that was really really good. It was great to have I suppose the two of us doing it at the same time I think that was a massive benefit that I suppose probably a lot of people don't have that we like we were pretty good we had we'd set up times and, and days that we'd meet up to discuss you know upcoming projects and assignments so like it was brilliant because I hadn't had agency experience so it was really good if there was an assignment on agency that Stephen could help me out and then vice versa on the financial modeling that I could help him out so I found that like a, yeah. a big benefit I think that most people don't have although the UCM system is great you know have like a, a bit of a Mexican service or a uh, portal area you can talk to your classmates and like that was brilliant people throwing up their ideas or their questions but the, you know for something like us where we know each other so well it's just it was just great to have that added benefit where we can just jump into a room for an hour and thrash something out like which was great. Okay so you both finished your studies at UCEM tell me about your next career steps and, and how you evolved at the point where you decided to set up your own business. Well, we finished UCM or the UCM course. I was still working uh, with Hudson Advisors, who's the asset manager for Lone Star. Been there for maybe five or six years. But they were there was an offshoot, I suppose, starting with Quintain Developments, which would be quite large in the UK. So we have the basically the Wembley development all around Wembley Stadium, large scale apartments uh, development plan there, and they are doing a, a bit of an offshoot here in Dublin and. Basically, an opportunity came up where I could obviously bring over my financial modeling and portfolio management skills that I'd used in Hudson and apply them in along with the learnings in UCM to Quintain. So I ended up taking a role in Quintain as a, a senior manager in portfolio management and strategy. So I used UCM skills directly in that role in terms of like development appraisals or you know appraising any kind of BTO or sales that are coming in or, or a broad range of things and. It was great, I suppose, because even in that role, you were at the time, just before I left, I had another person at the time who was solely in charge of around 9,000 planned units um, in the in the business plan. So it was it was quite large scale. Um, but coming from Hudson, I was kind of used to large scale and I do better with large numbers. So um, it, it didn't frighten me, but it was just great to have, have UCM as a backup. And I still have folders on my laptop now at UCM that are back to to grab one or two things from, you know, so it's it's, it's a great aid to have. Yeah, I I think pure by chance then it was the offshoot that Killian 
I mentioned this, the 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 team that I would have worked with back in 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 my Hudson Lancer days. They were the team who actually who, who set up the 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 Quintain uh, offshoot in Ireland and. I, I didn't know Killian was 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 due to was moving in there, and I'd got a phone call to see if I'd moved back from from Savills and and join them as well. And um, it was actually me that ran Killian to to get his to to get his opinion. He said he was going there going there as well. So the two of us ended up in there uh, working together, and I think we kind of you know we were working there for a number of years then, and we I suppose there was always ambitions to. Definitely, I think on both our sides, we maybe didn't ever talk about it, but there was always ambitions to try something ourselves. And I suppose I, I kind of, in my own mind, I, I was looking at what I was doing with with Quintain as a development manager to, to Longstar and, and servicing the development of, of large-scale development of, of residential units in Ireland. And just, I suppose, said to myself, sure, I'm looking after numerous units here across a number of different developments, why not try to do something? And we just thought there was a gap in the Irish market for it. And uh, there's a huge demand for residential. And I kind of went out talking to a few people to get their opinion on it. And they might uh, might be interested in maybe in, in allowing us act on their behalf. And I, I kind of quickly realized that, you know, these days, you know, having the, the uh, accountancy and the, and, uh, the reporting uh, alongside everything is is hugely important and um so i i grabbed killian then one day and just and, and and kind of pitched it to him would he would he come with me and let's have a go at doing something and it just moved moved very very quickly from there so i guess your working and studying relationship over the years has obviously come together in, in a really nice way in the sense that you have been able to set up this business i mean just how important has that relationship been to you do you think i think it's very important because i suppose when we work when i met kitty and first we, we never actually worked together so we, we struck up a friendship because we were in the same similar office and we were both similar age but we were never working together. So the first time we actually worked together was when when, when we started studying. So I think everyone knows the the old phrase, you know, that, like don't do business with friends. And I think we would have been probably that would have entered all our minds. But it was great that we had worked together because we worked together on in UCM. And then when we moved back to Quintain, we were working together on a daily basis. Uh, so Killian would have been looking after like all the cash flow and financing on any of the, the sites that I was managing. So that gave us the confidence, really. And, and, a, and a lot of environments there where, you know, you'd have to be sitting in a room and you'd have different opinions on things or, you know, it, it, everything can't be friendly. And I think we saw that we dealt with things like that uh, with each other very, very well, probably quite similar to each other. And and so that gave us the confidence, I suppose, to, 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 to know that we could, that we worked very, very well together. And so you've touched on it a little bit, but tell me about the extent to which your complementary skill sets have really worked and, and proved, you know, pivotal in terms of being able to set up a business together. The blunt way to put it is, you know, I couldn't do Kimberly on my own and Stephen couldn't do it on his own either. You know, we need each other. So, you know, there's the skills that I have that Stephen doesn't have and vice versa. So obviously Stephen's, you know, kind of asked 
agency experience, and then also on the development side in in Quintain, where you know, say obtaining plan planning permissions, you know, actually developing out the scheme, like that's Stephen's you know skill set. Where mine is on the other side of actually seeing is this financially viable, and being able to package it up in a way where you can actually get finance for it, and and make sure that you know this is a project that is one good for your investor, two good for the for the finance, and three good for you. So like. That's what's I suppose key is is that like Stephen can give me the information in a way that I suppose is digestible for me and I can work it out and, and we can have a discussion and go back and forth and I think what's brilliant is that you know there's no egos when we work together you know we can kind of go back and forth and like you know it's not all rosy like we disagree on stuff a good bit but I think that's kind of key you know sometimes I'm trying to get Stephen around to an idea and he's trying to get me around you know but you kind of always find a, a middle ground and um, I think having that history for I don't know how many years now, like seven or eight years or more. I think that's great because it, it just means that there's no no one's getting you know personally offended if we don't agree with something. It's just kind of you know straight to the point. So um, I think yeah, I just think we complement each other really well, and especially in terms of our I suppose work connections as well. See, Stephen's very well connected on the actual real estate side of stuff, and I'd be this, you know I don't have quite good connections in real estate, but also in finance. So. For a starting venture like this is brilliant because you're kind of bringing two houses together and um, which is which is great and just how much resolve did it take to actually strike out on your own and and take that decision because it is quite a big leap isn't it and it is like like we started working on this and i say we did six months of business planning essentially you know putting it all together and, and like that's the the fun stuff and the exciting bit and then it gets to the point where you know are you going to pull the trigger and that's the kind of the serious mm -hmm. stuff you know it's, it's in theory it's all great but it, you know everyone can talk about doing something but it gets to the point where you're handing in your notice you know from two senior positions in, in a very good company you know that that's you know serious stuff and it's not stuff to be taken lightly but i think you know we're probably experienced enough and to realize that you know there is a gap here and, and the two of us work really well together i think we're, you know we're, we're top for a game that if anyone can do it we can do it and i think sometimes we just have to take a bit of a, a jump and a bit of a risk and you know as stephen often says you know you just need a bit of luck and then you get going so and um, but i do think having before we left we had some you know key clients kind of lined up i think that was yeah that was a big piece to have a bit of pipeline work day one so so it's not like you're finishing up and then you're in the office and you're trying to find something to do. Like, I have a few sayings like that's one of them. Like that, we if we work hard enough, like we just need you just need the rubber of green. Then, but like the other thing is like we we'd definitely be lying if if we said there wasn't nights where we had lied staring at the ceiling, thinking, my God, what are, what are we you know going to do here or what are we after doing and that still happens like there does you, you always are questioning yourself you know what what could have been or what did I do here but I think majority of the time it's just staying positive and it's realizing you know that we've got a great opportunity here to to to, to make something of it and the excitement kind of and belief always outweighs any of the negative negative thoughts then and and then it, then it was just kind of like going out talking to a few people and we still do it's all everyone now it's although we I suppose have done it as employees for people it's actually still trying to build trust and asking people to to give you a shot at something and 
and that's our key piece. We really do believe that you know we've we've got a couple of pe- couple of good clients to to trust in us and and give us a, our first shot on on a few things. So you know I I think that will only grow and and we'll complement I suppose our strengths when when we can can point to how good a job we've done for them and hopefully that will give some other people confidence as well. And just to kind of follow up there, you know, there is a big move. You're coming out from a corporate identity where like before you'd be, you know, with a you know, couple of large scale employers where you're out your own, where Stephen and Killian, where Timberlake, but, you know, we're the face of it. So, you know, you're stepping out from behind the, you know, the brand of the big companies and, and you're putting yourself out there. So, which I do think is brilliant, but let's say for me, instead of just being the portfolio management guy or finance guy, you know, the business development guy, because you're the face of it, you're still all the things we work for, and you wear many hats. You're not just doing your day job before, you're doing everything else that, that's needed to, to get a business off the ground. So, which is great because there's a lot of learnings in all that, in all those areas. It's fun. Like it is. It, 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 it is fun. Yeah. Like I think we've all had jobs where you lie in bed Sunday night and you're kind of dreading going into work on a Monday for whatever reason. Like I've never had that with this. You know, there's obviously different stresses, but it's like it's genuine excitement because you know you run your day and you can kind of you can control the outcome to an extent so like it's it, it's great there's no real surprises in that sense and it's just exciting as Stephen says just being optimistic and and you know just just trying to make it happen so no, it's it's great we've touched a bit then on relationship building your own um relationship and obviously sort of client relationship building and that's obviously been a, a key feature and is a, a key feature of the industry generally what other things do you think have been important for you in terms of building a career in the industry relationships is definitely one thing i think reputation is the other really really key piece you're only as good as your name at any one time and I think it's so important to keep a good name and to deal with everyone in the right manner I think if you conduct yourself right and you work hard and treat people right I think that's the you'll you'll then build very very good connections I think reputation for sure goes hand in hand with with relationships it's definitely uh, I suppose what we've always said is is definitely a cornerstone of our business for anyone listening today who's thinking of developing a career in the industry I mean what sort of advice would you have for them? Given our, our kind of route to real estate I don't think there's one you know the world's quite different there's not one set way to get there yeah and there's so many different arms of it as well so it depends on, on what you want to do as I said like you know I'm on the you know I suppose the finance financial modeling all that kind of stuff and but I still like I still love getting out and walking around the building or a field and yeah. you know I think what's great is that you can't just be pigeonholed you know it's a it's such a good industry that you can you know there's so many bits that you can work in it so I, I suppose like even if, like if, well, no matter what you're doing now you can still get into real estate mm. in a way if you know what I mean you can, you can find your route into it and find your niche so I, I think I think where I am now like I love I love it's probably the uh, in a kind of sad way, I love having my headphones in and getting into a spreadsheet. I wouldn't have said that when I was 16. <laughs> like so, um, uh, I just think it's, yeah, I just think it's 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 kind of exciting that you can kind of still be in real estate but doing different things. So it's it's quite broad and just not to be worried. You know, like agency isn't the only thing. Although it's great, there's definitely different routes into it. So, and, and I couldn't agree more with Killian. I think the two of us have came 
a roundabout way into it. And, you know, I certainly wouldn't change it because I think you learn a lot of things. You, wherever, wherever, whatever direction you go or however you come into it, you pick up things that is actually going to help you along the way or, it'll, you know, give something different to a team. So I think there's so many different routes into it. So if somebody's looking to get into it, I definitely think it doesn't matter what background you came from. It's, it, you know, it's just taking that jump. And I do think the fantastic thing about it is that there's so many different types of jobs you can work in. And like I, I like, like I said, like when I first started thinking about property or when I finished up in university doing engineering, the only job I could think of in property was selling houses and didn't know about the commercial market. I didn't understand development, didn't. And it was until I actually got into that and seen it, it really opens up your eyes. I do actually think when I talk to our peers across the industry, there's a huge amount more people who've done or studied something else in university and have a base career in something else and have transitioned over into it. And it's fantastic because it actually just adds to the people working in, in the industry. Fantastic. And in terms of Kimberlites, what's next for you? Uh, <laughs> I'll give away all the secrets. You know, the idea of Kimberlite is that, you know, we're going to keep it niche and try to keep it as tight, you know, as possible. And um, obviously we've got some really good uh, investors that we work on behalf of. And, you know, we're trying to scale them up, but try to keep a, a small enough pool. But we have some really exciting projects coming up um, in the next, I suppose, six to 12 months. At that point then, I suppose we'll, we'll look to expand the team. The plan is really just to, to try to keep our core values that we set out to have. You know, we wanted to be able to run this company ourselves and how we wanted it. And I suppose with the investors that, that we've taken on and, and that we've I suppose, agreed to sometimes to take on is that, that we, we just want to keep that and scale it up, that that doesn't change. We don't, you know, we don't want to become a company that's, you know, 300 people or so, you know, we want to keep it kind of niche and keep it personal. Like it's brilliant going into a room when you're sitting in front of the two of us, especially if you're an investor, you know, you're talking to us directly where the guys are on the ground doing the work. And I think that's, that's kind of key to it. Yeah, 100%. Killian, Stephen, thank you so much for your time today. It's been great chatting to you. No, that's great. Thanks so much. Really appreciate that. Thank you. That was Bricks and Mortar from EG with Sarah Jackman. For more on developing a career in real estate, see the archive of the Bricks and Mortar series at podbean.com and the EGI archive at egi.co.uk.